Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Rise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. A new day has dawned. All over the earth, men and women are arising. It's time for the sons of God to awake. It is a day of justice, recompense. Restoration, revival, and resurrection power. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Vincent Xavier, pastor of New Wine Ministries. Great to be with you on this Friday morning. It is 9 a.m. Central Standard Time in Northwest Arkansas, and we're looking forward to a great day today. We're going to spend some time in the Word and get some scriptural backing for where we're going to be. But I need to tell you right now, it is good to be back on the air. Our trip to Washington, D.C., I deem is very successful. It was one of the best trips I've ever had in my life. Honestly, I mean, I've done a lot of, and I'm talking about business trips and, you know, ministry related things. We've done a lot through the years, but something very special about what just happened in Washington, D.C. on many different layers and levels. Uh, I met some of the greatest people. First of all, number one, being sent by the church with their blessing was absolutely amazing. New Wine Ministries celebrated my 58th birthday uh, this last weekend. January was my actual birthday, but on say they celebrated it and released my trip, my journey. Uh, my wife, Patricia, began with a peace in her heart after being very concerned. And then the church, after giving me some cautions and warnings, they released as well and, and blessed us and prayed over us and 
sent us, and I was so thankful that the church did that, beginning with my wife. That's so always important, men. You know that's true, to get the blessing of your wives. And then, of course, the men I traveled with, uh, Craig and Pastor Mike, the three of us traveled down the road, and uh, I was so thankful we did, <clears throat> just the three of us in our particular vehicle, because um, you know, you need to stretch out after these 19 hour journeys. You, you need to sit in the back and stretch your legs out. And I'm glad we did that. So it was a great trip in and of itself. <clears throat> I got to get my camera right here. Someone's telling me right now. Okie dokie, Annie Okie. <clears throat> there we go. How's that better? So <clears throat> the trip was terrific and we did get there in time, uh, for the, Wednesday rally. In fact, we got there Tuesday night. We spent the night. The three of us shared a uh, room at the Residence Inn, which was terrific. And then we got up early in the morning. We took the metro. We stayed in the very town of uh, Pastor Jeff Bass. And Pastor Jeff gave us some good insight where to stay. And we did. And then we got on the metro train early in the morning. I'd say around 630 or so, maybe even earlier than that, six o'clock. We were on the train, and we uh, took the train into the, uh, the city, Washington, D.C., and we came up and out. We walked to the Washington Monument. It was still very early in the morning, and we noticed the crowds were starting to come in. And uh, by the time everything really kicked off, it was absolutely amazing. Uh, you felt this idea that there was a singularity and there was a camaraderie of people that shared a common purpose. No doubt about that. That's always exciting. And um, we started walking around. And the very first place that we went to, we needed to use their one of their 30 or 40 different um, porta potties. Uh, so we needed to stand online for that. But God graciously got us through nice and easy. But right in front, uh, where there were at least 10,000 people just in that one area waiting to go into the area where the president spoke, uh, these men began to speak over a loud speaker, and the voice that I heard was a voice that <clears throat> just deeply resonated with my spirit. And so they were leading praise and worship, and the one gentleman, Ante, uh, he was on his knees worshiping God, calling people to worship. Again, very uh, sound voice. And so we got there, started praising and worshiping God, and here we are with all these very rugged, militant kind of people from all over the world, and, uh, and, and there we are, all dressed up and, and, and just worshiping God and praising God. And I met Brother Frank. Frank was awesome, and uh, met the gentleman, uh, Jason, who I hope to be interviewing very soon on this radio broadcast and sharing uh, his thoughts with what's going on. Very articulate, very intelligent young man that is uh, the father of nine, by the way. And so we met them and then everybody kind of went their way and uh, it was awesome. It was an opportunity to speak with them over the microphone and share some of our thoughts on two different occasions, which was wonderful opportunity. But then we started making our way after hearing Donald J. Trump, the president, Donald Trump spoke uh, you know, a few hundred yards from where we were standing, and we could hear his message, and they were all out there and all the speakers. And so afterwards, the march began up to the Capitol building, and so we began our journey. We met some other friends from across the country, and we began our journey up to the Capitol, and uh, the, the closer you got, 
the more crowded it got. And I've got video pictures. I sure do wish I knew how to upload from my phone to this computer and then share the videos with you because you'll see. <clears throat> but I, I got to a place in front of the Capitol, um, probably maybe 200 yards from the steps, and there was this massive tree. And, and so my brothers helped me up, and I got into the tree, and I started videoing from the tree. And I noticed when I was looking back towards the Lincoln Memorial and the Washington Monument with the Capitol building, if I turned 180 degrees, was right in front of me. But I noticed coming up Independence Avenue, through the mall area and Constitution area, uh, Avenue, these three avenues were loaded all the way back, at least to the Washington Monument, and the streams of people that began to pour in. I have the video. I have the pictures. You're talking an easy million people were at that. And I, I turned on the news, and they said, oh, about 30,000 people. There's such, it, it's such a false um, narrative. So anyways, um, we did make our way um, where we felt it was okay to go, and we went through the crowd, and we found some stairs, and we went up, and we're now sitting on the wall, and we're able to view the area that many people were attempting to breach. We were viewing that. There were probably at least 10,000 people in the bleachers to the left, the bleachers to the right in that area where they're going to have the inauguration, and I noticed that there was a guy with a hammer breaking windows and three Trump supporters pulled that man down because they, I, and somebody started shouting it was Antifa. I was witnessing that whole thing. And so the people that were trying to do the most violence to the building, Trump supporters were pulling them down. And I want you to know there was not one car burned there was no physical damage done by the people that I saw. They were peaceful. They were protesting. They carried their flags. few words here and there. But for the most part, every person, 99.999% of the people that were in D.C. were calm. They were happy. And there was zero. And if there were 100 people that were troublemakers, that was it. Maybe a hundred people out of a million. What kind of a percentage is that? That's like one quarter of a percent less than that. So I'm telling you, you didn't see what you saw all summer long. And I'm just being honest with you now. Uh, there were there was nothing. And you know, and I know from last March through the entire, you know, last nine months, we saw buildings looted, buildings burned, federal property like police departments taken over. You saw people breaking and entering and stealing and all these different things. And I, forgive me for this, but this drives me absolutely bananas. And I've got to get this thing to work because I'm being told it's not working right. So let's get right here. Stop messing around. So what drives me bananas is the fact that I, I turn the news on and there you have Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, and all these different people are suggesting that this was the worst day in American history, right? That's what you're hearing. Disgraceful that, they're, that the, the Hall of Liberty, the Hall of Justice was uh, defamed and defiled. I've got news for everybody out there that the Capitol building has been corrupt for a very long time and that nothing that was done on uh, January 6th added to the defilement at all. 
if anything, it was, uh, you know, you want to say the troublemakers, the hundred people, the Maccabees, if they were in the right mind and it wasn't just Antifa trying to stir trouble, right? Because we know there's a lot of that going on. But, you know, it was a cleansing of the temple. It's been so filthy and so corrupt in Washington, D for such a long time. That's why the president called it the swamp. And so now you see Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, and they're all standing up. And what are they saying? This is the worst day in American history. This is the most terrible day. What a defilement is going on here. Meanwhile, for nine months, you see where I'm going again, and I can't get this out of my spirit. For nine months, people were shot. People were killed. Look at Portland. Look at Seattle. Look at all the mayor, the governors that sat down, told the police, sit back, burn the buildings, graffiti them, defecate on them. I mean, my God, and that yesterday was the worst day in the history of America? Are you kidding? Well, it's, it, it's amazing. But, you know, I woke up before being there early in the morning before we got there, and I was reading the scriptures in my bed in the hotel room, and the, the Holy Spirit led me to the day that Jesus, you know, yeah, that May, May uh, excuse me, January 6th, Wednesday, January 6th, was a big day in this country, not the biggest but it was a big day. But I was led to the scriptures where Jesus, the biggest day in the history of the entire universe, Jesus is in the Garden of Gethsemane. And I started reading about his story, how he brought his disciples into the garden. Then he took Peter, James, and John. They went a little bit further. They sat back. Jesus went forward. And the pressure on his life was so intense that the Bible literally says he began to sweat as, as though it were droplets of blood. So however big <clears throat> this past January 6th was, it, had, it held no, no candle, no comparison to the day that Jesus went into the Garden of Gethsemane and was now preparing to lay his life down. And I thought it interesting that in the narrative, the biblical narrative, that <clears throat> all the disciples— forsook him. And I'm, I'm kind of looking, not that Donald Trump is Jesus at all. We all know that. He gave glory to God, so we don't have to worry about that. But it's interesting how many people are abandoning the president right now, his own cabinet, the people that he you know, selected, chose to serve in his administration. They're bailing out. They're bailing out. Hearts are being revealed everywhere, right? Exposure is coming everywhere. And I thought about the life of Jesus, because the pressure that hit him, the intense pressure, everybody leaving him, the Roman armies are coming against him, the arrest is about to be made. But it's more than all of that. He's about to be crucified for the sins of the whole world. For every human life, he is about to pour his blood out as a sacrifice for the sins of every person that has ever existed on the face of this earth and will ever exist. He is the Lamb of God slain from the foundation of the world, and his life was poured out on that particular day. And I find that to be absolutely amazing and incredible. And so personally, while we were there and we saw the reality and what they're saying, even Fox News, I think I'm listening to CNN sometimes. I just wanted to hear what they had to say. And I thought, wait a second, this must be CNN. Everybody condemning the president, stirring this up. Are you kidding me? It is such hypocrisy. It is such 
hypocrisy. I'm telling you, do not drink the Kool-Aid of the news media. Do not listen to what they're saying. They are absurd. They are evil. They are wicked. They are demonic in every area of their soul to consider that they sat back for nine months and allowed our country to be defecated, defaced, uh, burned, broken, divided, and they did nothing. But now this one day when a few, a few people gathered together in Washington, D.C. to stand in solidarity with their president, to know that there was fraudulent activity, that there were lies that were going on. I mean, that is just a pure fact. That is pure factual reality. There was cheating. Everybody knows there was cheating, but what they want us to do, they want the nation to do, accept the corruption. Accept it. Get the focus on the negativity of Donald J. Trump, who they're going to try to impeach in his last days, supposedly, of being the president of the United States. They began with the attempts, right? So these are the most vile swamp creatures on the planet in Washington, D.C. And there they are. And the news media is pouring this out. The news, you know, the man, the Capitol police officer that died, that they said, we saw that man. Guess what was happening? Whoever he was in conflict with in the Capitol building, the Patriots, the Trump supporters were leading him out through the crowd. He went right down the steps where I was sitting and they were leading him out to protect him. Because a lot of the people that were in the Capitol building were Antifa specialists. And all that intel is going to come out. I'm not going to waste my time on that because, I, you know, I just don't know. I don't want to just repeat and regurgitate what others are saying. I'll leave that to them. But the fact of the matter is when people were down and hurting, when people were breaking windows, it was the Trump supporters that were pulling them down. When somebody was hurt, a police officer, it was the Trump supporters that were walking them through the crowds, helping them. So this stuff that's being presented in the news media is a lie. I'm a pastor, 28 years, I stand before the Lord with everything I do and say, and I'm telling you, it is not what they are reporting. And for all these Republicans to come out and condemn the president and condemn what happened yesterday, when they're showing videos during the last nine months of Pelosi saying, People will do what they're going to do when it was talking about Antifa, BLM, destroying the country. Oh, well, you, you know, we, uh, protests aren't supposed to be nice. You hear it all. And yet what they're doing is insanity. And I'm begging you, do not drink the Kool-Aid of what happened. So what happens now? Where do we go from here? Well, I was so glad to be there. I want to say good morning to everybody in the chat room right now. God bless you. And uh, to our blog talk friends, uh, the number to call at any time to speak into this moment, 818-369-0326. All the news media is doing, by the way, they're just showing you pictures and images. And they're showing some fighting going on. How many people were really fighting? Count them. They are just taking video of a few clashes with a few people, most likely started by Antifa that were bust into the place, and they're telling you that was the whole crowd. You know what? It is pure, unadulterated, satanic foolery. It wasn't that way. It was not that way. Were there people that were frustrated with the way things have gone for four years? You bet. Are there people that have righteous anger in their heart? You bet. 
Are there people there that are ready to go to war? You bet. But did they do that on Wednesday? No. No. Not a shot fired. The only shot fired came from the Capitol Police or whoever it was in that building that killed a woman. They shot a woman who was with the Air Force, I believe, for 14 years. They shot her. That was the only shot fired. So whatever the news media is projecting with the Republicans bailing out, just like the disciples in the Garden of Gethsemane, when Jesus was about to pay the price for the sins of the whole world, they bailed on him. They denied him. Same thing is happening to our president, but on a lesser level, of course, because he's not paying for the sins of the whole world. Now, the good news is, is that three days later, Jesus Christ resurrected from death. Hallelujah. And is on the right hand of God forever, period, to everybody, right? So we get that. We get that. We get that. We get that. Praise God. And I'm hoping with a lot of people on a, on a, in a horizontal manner, I'm hoping, like so many of you are, all right, I'll fix it. You keep going told to fix things. I'm hoping that President Donald J. Trump, I'll tell you, I had, a, I had a, a thought come into my mind. I had to take it captive. I had a thought come into my mind that when he had that COVID-19 experience in the hospital, that somehow they planted a chip in him that controls his brain to say things like he did yesterday about he's conceding and all that with cryptic language. Nobody, you know, we'll, we'll find out. But I was really concerned. Man, did they put a chip in the president four years of battling it out, standing strong, saying yet on, on Wednesday, January 6th, while he was before the people with the long black coat, and he was there. We were seeing him, hearing him. What was he saying? We will never concede. And then to see what he did about the violence that took place in the seat of justice, that's not him. Did somebody play with the thick chip they put in his brain like the what was the old movie with Frank Sinatra about the uh, the candidate uh, you, you guys all remember the movie uh, the controlled president you know so I don't know but we need to pray that Donald Trump comes back to reality and that if he is giving cryptic coded language that it's not over yet that that will become very clear very soon and what would that mean that would mean, as I understand it, and it appears to be true everywhere else, although now the news media is saying there's nothing you could do to overturn it. Now, why do they want him out of there so quickly? Because they don't want him to declare an insurrection act or martial law, because he still has a couple of weeks to step in to the hypocrisy, to the fraudulent activity that's now coming out of Italy and Spain. I mean, there are sworn affidavits of corruption coming from Italy. And also, by the way, they're terrified about this happening, right? That the president will wake up one day by the power of the Holy Spirit, electrify his being, destroy and melt that chip if they put one in him, only God knows. And he comes to his spiritual senses again and says, you know what? I am witnessing what is going to happen in this country, and it's going to happen because of the fraudulent activity, not just people that lost an election, but the fraud, the criminal, the domestic and foreign interference with this election. And I, I can't allow our country to be destroyed and let the good people, the righteous people that did the right thing suffer knowing that corruption was there. It'll never be a healed nation. It will never be right. So I am declaring the Insurrection Act 
I am suspending everything right now. There will be no election. We are in trouble. There's, and not until it is all cleaned up and understood properly and fairly will there be any forward motion. You see, that's what they're terrified of. That's why they want to bring the 25th Amendment and get the president out of the office. Now, a lot of people are being conditioned by the Kool-Aid. The news media is saying, here, drink our Kool-Aid, drink our Kool-Aid. And what are they telling them? Let's let this thing get over with. We've had enough for four years. Let it be gone. Send the president away. There's nothing you could do. Leave it alone and just accept the fact that it's over. And then we'll learn through our mistakes. And then uh, just accept the Joe Biden. Now, I want you to know that Joe Biden has already, listen, he has already chosen Mr. Merrick. Do you remember Merrick? M-E-R-R-I-C-K. Merrick was the man that Barack Hussein Obama, before he left office, wanted to put as a Supreme Court justice. His name was Merrick. His last name is Merrick. But there was the, 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 the Senate, and everybody said, no, it's too close to the end of Obama's administration to do that. So that ended. Well, Joe Biden has already selected Mr. Merrick to be the attorney general. The, the problem with Mr. Merrick is that he is a sworn communist, and his ideology is against your Second Amendment rights to carry and bear arms. He's going to go after gun control. And while people are saying that will never happen, there's a lot of stuff that people said would never happen that are happening, okay? So you're getting ready to experience under a Joe Biden administration with Kamala Harris, you're getting ready to experience a floodgate that is going to open the floodgates into our nation like we've never seen before. If you thought June 15th, 2015 was really bad when the White House was lit up with the rainbow color because men were now legal to marry men and women were legal to marry women. And you looked across the city landscapes and saw buildings in different cities all lit up with the rainbow colors. That was nothing compared to the legislation that is going to come out of this movement. And you're going to all of a sudden, Second Amendment right, freedom to carry, bear arms, First Amendment right, freedom of speech, it's going away. Your ability to preach the gospel and to lovingly condemn homosexuality, lesbianism, every kind of for, uh, you know, sexual sin against God, perversion, it's all going to be outlawed. Yes, the First Amendment and Second Amendment, there are laws on the books already that you cannot say anything against homosexuality. It is known as hate speech. Well, what kind of gospel then is going to be preached? probably the one that's been preached for the last 40 years by the luxurious prosperity preachers that didn't want to confront sin in our society that brought us to the condition that we're in anyways. But it will be hyper-accelerated when this new legislation comes. What Joe Biden is setting up right now is to release the LGBTQ community efforts. They're going to release it. Now, a friend of mine told me years ago in a program that the homosexual agenda and movement in America in the last days will be more violent than ISIS could ever be. A violence against God, a violence against Jesus Christ, a violence against Christianity, a violence against morality, a violence against anybody that will say or do anything. And so the, what the news media is telling people, 
Calm down. Accept Joe Biden. You're going to like it. Calm down. Don't say anything. Don't do anything. Just keep living your best life now. Nobody will disturb you. You just shut up and you don't say anything. And you let the spiritual atmosphere of Sodom and Gomorrah take root. And if you are so holy and righteous, you have to deal with it. The better thing that you do is to tolerate so that you're not vexed, so you can live your best life. And you may as well take the mark of the beast because you're going to need to buy and sell in our new world order system. So don't worry about that either, because once saved, always saved anyways, brother and sister. And we have a church on the corner that's a mega church that will tell you how you could feel good about what's happening to you. You don't have to be worried about anything. You just capitulate, you tolerate, you just be sensationalized, et cetera, et cetera. It's coming. That's what this administration and election is all about. It's no longer a hidden agenda. It's out in the open. And to know that Nancy Pelosi's son-in-law is connected to Antifa as one of its advocates is also a mind-blowing reality. Check it out. He's, he's involved. Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, elbowing <clears throat> Mike Pence. All these people are being exposed and suggesting that the president is at fault for bringing about a revolution or a civil war in our country. It's false. What happened on Wednesday, January 6, 2021, in this country, were a few people, about a million, <clears throat> gathered together to support the president's claim that there has been a rigged election, fraudulent activity, and the hundred people maximum that were involved in doing anything stupid and remember, Trump supporters pulled the guy down with the hammer breaking the windows. I watched it with my own eyes for helping the police officer walk right past that had been hurt by what was going on in the Congress building. Trump supporters helped. The Patriots helped. The Boral people that didn't burn a car told people don't break windows. You didn't see that for nine months in this nation. You saw the most horrible image, images inflicted upon our nation. And not one of the people that are now decrying and condemning the president said a word. They actually got behind the movement, supported it. If you want to live in that kind of an environment in this country, then don't say anything. Don't do anything. Just sit back, go with the flow. You want to take an attitude? My king is Jesus Christ, and I don't care about these things. Well, we'll see. If Sodom and Gomorrah comes true in your life, that your righteous soul will be vexed every day by the filthy conduct of the wicked. When righteous men do nothing, evil prevails. You put your light under a bushel, the darkness will come in, and it will envelop and take over. I agree that Jesus Christ is at the right hand of God. He's my king. I believe all of that. He's my savior, my Lord, my eyes are on him. But he calls us to be salt and light in our society. And to be silent and capitulating and tolerant is not the life of Jesus Christ. Jesus became very upset and zealous against what's going on in the temple. How would he feel about what's going on in our society? A Christian, a Judeo-Christian nation. 
They are wanting you to believe that you are not part of a Christian Judeo nation or Judeo-Christian nation. They want you to believe that we're like Rome. Well, there are factions that are like that, but that's not how this country was established. It was built upon the gospel of Jesus Christ. It was built upon the foundations of morality. Our founding fathers said that the Constitution and the form of government they gave to this country was for a moral people only and for a godly people, a religious people. Our Supreme Court, throughout the history of our nation, twice declared openly that the United States of America is a Christian nation. But you see, one generation, one generation of lying, one generation of inundation, mind control on the masses, twisting of history, one generation has blocked out an entire historical reality about who and what this country was to stand for now. We're in the throes of death, and people are gathering together to stand with their president. And the evil swamp creatures, the hypocrites, the liars, let's give them some Jesus vernacular, the serpents, the snakes, the scorpions, the children of the devil. Okay, this is what Jesus called them. Children of the devil who cannot tell the truth because there's no truth in him. He's the father of lies and his children are just like him. They're lying. And now we need to sit back, right? For two weeks, you got to ask yourself the question, well, what's going to happen now? A couple of things, potentially. Number one, number one, January 20th. If the president will allow it to be January 20th, That's when 75 million people that voted, we're not talking about little children and babies, 75 to 80 million people that voted for President Donald J. Trump must overwhelm Washington, D.C. They must come, if a million came, 74 more million must inundate it and overwhelm their system of protection And they must have the legal right, the constitutional right to gather in Washington, D.C. on Inauguration Day with the pure and clear understanding that the 75 million people's goal is to simply declare on January 20th that Donald J. Trump is the president of the United States. And for those few people that are going to be saying Joe Biden won, remember, he's the Adonijah of our times. He is the Adonijah spirit claiming to be next in line for the throne. And he's got all of his friends and his political power coming together, celebrating and eating and feasting. Remember Adonijah. And yet it was at that time when they were eating and feasting and saying, Adonijah is the king that King David released the order, go to Gihon, anoint Solomon, for he is the real king. And the people went down, and they created a sound. And the sound shook the earth. And that sound that shook the earth showed up in the camp of Adonijah, and they said, what is this sound? And the man came in and said, that is the sound of King David's authoritative prescription and command 
that Solomon is the king, and they have taken him and anointed him and put him on the king's donkey and brought him to the throne in Jerusalem and has sat him down. And all the people of Adonijah's party feared, and they trembled, and they ran away. Ladies and gentlemen, the only biblical prescription for this moment, if our president will allow, okay, this is only point number one. This is option number one. If our president will allow for the people that voted for him to not allow their vote to be trampled on by a rigged election, by fraudulent activity, which is the truth, which is proven, Rudy Giuliani, the lawyer, and Jay Sekulow, the lawyers of the president, have proven, and so many more, the reality. So, if the president will allow for the people to come and ordain him to be the president, that is a biblical reality. That is a godly, righteous, biblical reality. Option number two, that the president right now, they may have put in him in the hospital to control his mindset, that that thing melts right now under the anointing. And he comes back to his senses why he's here, not to give up in the last minute, not to lay down in the last minute, There was no reason for the president to condemn unless that condemnation was going to support option number two, where you have to tell the people to be at peace. You have to condemn it, even though he knows that the the 99.99% of the people did nothing but support him. He knows that. He wakes up. He makes it clear. And then he says in the next couple of days, I am declaring the Insurrection Act against the fraudulent activity of this election, domestic and foreign. We have proofs, sworn affidavits. We have tons of evidence, and we cannot proceed because it puts our nation in danger of 75 million people are going to make war with this country if I allow that to happen. We are going to investigate. We are going to examine. We are not going to allow the 25th Amendment to oust me out of the office prematurely. We're not going to allow the very people involved in the nine months of destruction against our nation to push me out by any means. So I am declaring option number two. The president says the Insurrection Act, martial law, and that stops everything. And the 75 to 80 million people that voted for the president relieved themselves of the hostilities, the frustrations and angers that the left promoted in the demonstrators in the last nine months and said, let them do it. They're frustrated. Okay, so this is option number two. There is a third option, and it's a tough one, but I'm going to tell you it anyways. The third option is what Jesus said to Jerusalem when he wept over it. He said, oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how I would have comforted thee like a hen does her chicks. I would have gathered you together under my wings, but you have not recognized your moment of visitation. Now you are left to desolation, and there will not be one stone upon another. You know what Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi are crying out for? Because they didn't care what was going on in New York City. They didn't care that was going on in Seattle and Portland. It didn't touch them. But when these people touched their seat of power, when it got close to their lives, 
They started shaking in their boots, and that's what they're doing because they are cowards. They are wicked, evil, satanic cowards who promote every wicked, satanic thing in this country. They should not be in power. So if option one does not work and option two does not work, I prophesy to you, I believe that a third option will come from somewhere within or without, that there will not be left one stone upon another in Washington, D.C., I don't believe that the passive right will remain passive, that the passive patriots will remain passive, that the passive enemies of America will remain passive. I believe that total, utter destruction upon the whole system of government in the United States of America will be fully obliterated. I believe that's a third option. I don't want that option. Jesus said it. It happened in 586 B.C. when Jesus warned the political powers of Israel, you better stop doing what you're doing or else I'm going to raise up a king known the king of Babylon and he's going to come in and destroy everything you have. And then he'll call for the Assyrian and he'll wipe it out from there or call the Romans, wipe it out from there. Who's he going to raise up? Who is God going to raise up to be a weapon of indignation against this evil in this country? He, only God knows. But it is a third option. What you are witnessing right now prophetically is what we said in March of 2020. Four waves of judgment will hit the United States of America. The first wave was the coronavirus, the debacle of COVID-19. That was the first wave. The second wave would be anarchy and civil disobedience. And it happened. It's still happening. The third wave is beginning to crest. The third wave is the wave of war. War is coming to this earth. Global World War III, as prophesied in the book of Revelation. How is it going to happen? Because God can stimulate anything. God, according to Scripture, could put a thought in the mind of anyone he wants to, to do his will. You talk about inception, God has the ability to plan a thought. It's written in Revelation 18 that God put a thought in their heart to fulfill his will. Don't you think for a second that men's minds are left to themselves or just demons have control? No, God will put a thought into someone's mind that has the ability to carry out his purpose and plan against the wicked, violent, hypocritical, godless things that are going on in the society right now. Believe me, it's biblical and it's true. Ladies and gentlemen, the third wave of war is now rising. If you're standing on the beach and you saw the first wave and you saw the second wave, go, wow, these big waves hit. The third wave, according to the gentleman that spoke it, is even larger. And then there is a fourth wave that will follow the wave of war. And that fourth wave is lights out. It is Amos chapter 8, that God will darken the day at noontime. In other words, the lights are going out, electromagnetic pulse, uh, coronal mass ejection from the sun of CME, uh, software issues through the war, it's lights out. And all the prophetic words of famine and sickness and people being gathered in their cities and being destroyed and all the violence and all the evil that has been prophesied against a nation, if it did not repent, ladies and gentlemen, Joe Biden becoming the president is a show 
It is a proof of the lack of repentance in our nation. Believe me, it is a lack of proof of repentance. So, repentance has to be strong. Confession has to be strong. And I want to stop right there for just a moment. I've shared my thoughts with you. I'm just going to search a little bit. I invited a gentleman to join me on the air today, and I don't know if he's here or not. Um, But what I'd love to do, if it's possible, uh, Jason, if you're out there, just press one on your dial pad right now. That would be terrific. If you're listening on your phone, just press one on your dial pad. Would love to kind of get into your mind and, and hear some of the intelligent articulation that I heard in you while in Washington, D.C. about this moment. So, Jason, if you are out there, press one on your dial pad. See a number of people that are listening in on Blog Talk Radio. Now, am I being hysterical? Am I being dramatic? Ladies and gentlemen, if you've followed this ministry for any length of time, you should know by now one thing, that this ministry has stood apart from the ministry of uh, peace and safety. It has stood apart from the ministry of luxury, prosperity. Uh, Not that we're not blessed by God. We are, but that's not our message. We stood in all sincerity like Jeremiah stood in his generation. And I know others have as well. We have always stood as Jeremiah stood, praying to God for repentance, hoping that God would change his mind at times, but then seeing the wickedness that goes on in our society and saying, God, you have every right to do what you're doing. We have always stood on that side. The only thing that we did different this year, in the last few months, is God gave us a dream that Joe Biden won the election. It was in a series of three dreams. One was about the shootings in El Paso and Dayton, Ohio. We dreamt that. Same morning, dreamt both. Dreamt about the mall shooting, went, woke up, went right back to sleep, another shooting on the East Coast. I didn't know where it was going to be, but it was there. The next morning in Saturday, August 3rd, I believe it was, this happened. It was a pure, clear dream, and I had talked about it on radio. I warned people about active shooters, so I put all the information. Then I had a dream about building an ark, and there was a bunch of us on a ragtag kind of boat, an ark that, you know, but they were building, and they were putting the sails in, and they were going full color, and all these beautiful animals began to swim up to the ark, and they were leopards and lions and panthers and all kinds of animals, and they were friendly as could be and wanted on the ark, and we saved them and brought them on, and then we looked, and a storm was coming that was outrageous. The third dream, over a year ago, I'm seeing Joe Biden in a tunnel, blue suit, blue tie. He had just won the election. He was declared the winner. He won. But Joe Biden had no celebration in him. There was something wrong. He was just a shell of a man. And I went on radio over a year ago, and I told everybody about my dream. They called it a nightmare. Well, when things started getting closer a few weeks ago, I went into prayer and I said, God, why did you show me that Joe Biden would be the president when there were 20 other people on the left that were running? Why did you show me that? And I prayed. I went back to sleep. I found some things in the Bible. And I woke up in the morning with a thought in my mind. How did Solomon come to the presidency? And I studied the whole first Kings chapter one. And then we did something about it. 
We called for a rallying together. Then there was a MAGA rally on November 14th. We went to the MAGA rally. Then we called for the people to stand up at the state capitals and declare Donald J. Trump president. I don't believe that was wasted at all. I don't believe that at all. A sound went forth. Now we're going back to Washington, D.C. this couple of days ago, and we're now joining. And there's a larger sound of peaceful protesters, 99.999. You cannot condemn them for the hundred that were spooked by Antifa or uh, they were undercover Antifa agents that let in. And some people did allow their emotions to get over a hundred, maybe not one shot fired. And when people were breaking the windows, the Trump supporters pulled them down. When the Capitol police officer was hurt, the Trump people brought them, secured him to bring him through the crowd. I saw this with my eyes. Okay. So now it's getting closer to the very fulfillment of first Kings chapter one inaugurate King Solomon on that day and bring him to the throne. That's January 20th. So all I'm doing different is I'm following a dream that God put in my heart that is being fulfilled, a prophetic dream. And I know God doesn't do anything unless he first reveal it to his prophets. I know that whether they are prophetic things, whether they are uh, just prophetic words, whatever they are, But I'm telling you, this ministry here, everything that has been spoken is coming to pass. There are things that you hope to God will never come to pass through a spirit of repentance, humility, confession. Because if it doesn't happen, if Joe Biden walks in and none of this stuff works, it's a lack of repentance. But I believe that God showed something. I have to follow it. I'm not giving up on what President Trump said last night. That that didn't move me, you know, for 10 seconds. What moved me was the hypocrisy of the left. And to see the president do that, there was like, what are you doing? I mean, did they put a chip in your brain when you were in the hospital for COVID-19 and they're controlling you? Well, let's break that off of you, too. So to me, I'm going to play it all the way to the very end. Now, the intimidation tactics, because Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, and the rest of them, oh, you touched our Congress, our seat of power. You, meanwhile, the rest of our nation was being destroyed for nine months, and they were advocating it. They should be, in all sincerity, come on, you've heard it, they should be arrested. They should go to prison for treason. They should be held accountable, period. And if the people of this country refuse to get engaged on January 20th because they're intimidated by the Capitol Police and our system of protection, listen, the reason why we haven't been invaded was not because of Washington, D.C.'s power. It was because the people of the United States bear arms, and everybody knows it. So we have a couple of options of what's ready to happen. Spiritually speaking, according to the Word of God, Second Chronicles chapter 20 is always a massive blessing to my heart. I'm just checking to see if uh, Jason has signed in yet. So, Jason, if you're out there and you have something you'd like to share, I'd love to bring you into the broadcast right now. The number to call, 818-369-0326, and then press 1 on your dial pad. And let me just see if we've got a text from our brother here, at, if it came in yet. Uh, all right, so... Here it is. He says, uh, I've been just getting up and seeing this. We got home about 2 a.m. in bed about 3 a.m. You're probably on the air now. How long does the show go? Let me know if you see this. I'll try to get a few thoughts composed and call in before. All right. So 
Good morning, Jason. Yes, I am on the air, and I am looking for you to call in to the 818 number, and uh, hopefully you're ready to go. Just press 1 on your dial pad after um, calling that number, okay? Waiting for you. I'll send it there. Uh, I told him to call Lynn. It always does that. So we're going to wait for for, um, Jason to call in. Uh, When I met them in Washington, D.C., um, I met some of the most brilliant people. Again, Ante, uh, the guy is just rich in the spirit. These guys have been fasting and praying. By the way, it's done now. They, we could talk about it. They've been fasting and praying for this moment. They travel all over the country. And they uh, have been security forces in Kenosha, Wisconsin. They were there when that shooting happened with the young man. They were patrolling to stop the violence that was going on against the citizens of Kenosha, Wisconsin, that Antifa and BLM was bringing. Um, They have showed up on uh, pro-life rallies. They've been crying out for over 20 years. They have an incredible organization, and they are godly men. Uh, Brother David spoke by the anointing. Brother Frank spoke by the anointing. Rich, godly, disciplined men who love the Lord. These are the people that I met. And their organization, i let Jason tell all that. We'll wait for him to call into the program right now. So you may want to tell your friends right now to call in. And listen, we're on Facebook right now at Omega Radio, on the Omega Radio Network. That's our Facebook channel. On YouTube, we're at New Wine Ministry TV. All of this should be live right now, New Wine Ministry TV. And uh, on Facebook, Omega Radio Network. You'll find this conversation. Or you could call in and listen on Blog Talk Radio at 818-369-0326. Okay, and uh, we're going to wait for that number to flash on the screen for Jason. In the interim, I want to ex- uh, share something with you. Uh, we, we, it is a new year, and the Spirit of the Lord has unctioned me and um, has put something in my heart that we need to do this year, and it's getting to a deeper platform. Somebody had prophesied over my life on my birthday the other day that God was going to open new doors to greater platforms. And I saw their word fulfilled when I was in Washington, D.C., speaking at the rally with Jason and Ante and Frank and Dave and the other guys that we met there. And um, Sean as well from Pittsburgh. God bless Sean. And so we want to take this ministry deeper into the waters of what's going on right now. And we want to carry a message of salvation, but we also want to carry a message of truth and light and salt to bring understanding revelation to this nation. We want, we're, we're there. So what does it mean? Well, we want to launch out. We want to expand our tent pegs. We want to get on more media platforms We want to go out. I don't know how to do it. I've got so much going on in my life. I just don't know how to do it. But we can afford at this moment to pay somebody to help us get out into the deep. And if you know somebody or are interested in partnering with this ministry that's been from a a little desk, a little microphone, we're just kind of doing our little thing. But we would like to go out further, not for my ego, not for me. It was prophesied that we need to get our message out further than it is right now. We're not running away. We're not folding up our tent. We're not backing down at the moment. We believe that 
we need to go further. So if you know how to make that happen, if you know how to bring this one ministry out into the deeper waters, then please, I'm asking you right now, if you could help me do that, if you would like to be employed to do that, and I'm talking with an excellence, if you would like to help us do that, maybe you say, I'll do that for you, Pastor Vince, for nothing. Listen, the laborer is worthy of his hire, and I want to help you to help us. So if you have the skill, and I, don't, I can't be messing around with people trying to explain things to me. I just know that every platform that we could be on needs to be developed. And if you could help us do that, we want to do it. It's our time. We watched other ministries go out and launch into the deep. We know the higher the level, the higher the devil. And the men that started this ministry, Kyle, I'll never forget his goodwill for helping us get to where we are. Paul, Paul and Kyle and myself were the ones that did it, but Paul and Kyle, they made it happen. I'm doing my part. This is my job. And I'll never forget Kyle and his expertise and Paul. They've gone on. I need help to take this ministry, and I want to bless whoever it is will help. We're not millionaires, so we don't have a lot, but we can make sure that your time invested will be compensated. But it needs to be with excellence, and I'm asking for your help to do that. So with that being said, we may actually be going live all over this country. We may be going live um, and, and going to more rallies and getting on Facebook and YouTube and on Blog Talk. Uh, like I was doing when I was in D.C., if you go to our Facebook page on Omega Radio, I put every video I had out there, tried to keep everybody informed. But even that needs to be more sophisticated. Now, my brother Robert provided, he and his lovely wife um, provided for us, Melody, a computer. We have a laptop computer that now we're able to broadcast anywhere. We did that while we were gone to California. We broadcast it, and, we, and it works but it just, everything now needs to go to the next level, okay? And so if that's you, make sure you contact me when, you know, when you feel led to do that. Pray about it, ask the Lord about it, and if there's a couple of you that want to help, maybe we'll have a studio one day. Maybe we're going to build a studio. Whatever it is, we need to have things done well with excellence, and maybe one day we'll even get um, better lighting. Who knows? What we have right now, Primo. I love everything we're doing. Simple, no big deal. We're good, but God has put it in our heart and supplied a small need to facilitate this getting done. If you can do it, contact me. You can always call me on my telephone number, 858-864-8712, and just text me on that issue. So while I'm waiting, because I'm trusting that uh, Jason's going to be calling in here, and again, Jason, when you call in, please, 818-369-0326. Press 1 on your dial pad, and then I'll be able to bring you immediately into the broadcast. We've got about 30 minutes left in the broadcast to uh, hear your articulation about the moment and what your ministry is all about. And I see Jason right now is calling in, so I'm going to put on my nifty phone heads here, and then let's go and say good morning to brother Jason. Jason, good morning. God bless you. Welcome to the broadcast, sir. You're on the air. How are you? Hello, Jason. Are you there? 702. All right. Who's on 702? That's me. And who's me? Brian. Your sister-in-law. 
Francine, I could barely hear you. What are you doing out there, Francine? I thought you were Jason. to you. I've been told that I should call in to listen about the vaccination and COVID and what's going on. Okay. Are you going to be talking about it? Well, we certainly can. We're talking about other things right now, like what just happened in Washington, D.C., and uh, our trip out there to Washington, D.C. But, uh, yeah, the vaccinations and uh, how they uh, may not be the best thing in the world for anybody to take. Um, We'll talk about it, and and I'm kind of neutral on that right now. I have my own opinions about it, but I don't want to share my opinions yet. We want to hear from other people. And uh, but we are okay. talking about this incredible moment in our in the history of our nation with this election moment. Do you have any thoughts about that you'd like to share? Well, all I can say is that I, I know that the vast population of people are angry and they are exploding, but they're out of hand. And so it's it's a very conflicting period of time for sure. Things need to be changed. Our, our constitu- Nobody's listening or paying attention to the Constitution, and that's part of the bigger problem. So when I talk to my friends, they're just, well, they're anti-Trump, so they're totally against what has been going on. Mm. I, know, I have conflicting thoughts. Well, what do you, you think about? Yeah, well, what do you think about uh, nine months of Antifa, Black Lives Matter, burning buildings, destroying property, defecating in our cities, writing graffiti on the walls, breaking into federal buildings, taking over the city, and all the people on the left standing back saying they're just frustrated, they're just angry. You know, let them do what they've got to do. And literally advocating, supporting, getting behind nine months of shooting, killing, uh, threatening violence. I mean, and then one day in January, two days ago, one day, some people show up, 99.999% of those people calm, not one shot fired, not one car burned. And the people that were trying to break the windows in the Congress, Trump supporters took them down. And when a Capitol police officer was hurt by whatever the conflict was with less than a hundred people, Trump supporters walked him and secured him to get him to a hospital. So how do you compare nine months of open violence to one day? The only shot fired was from the people in the Congress building that shot a woman that was in the Air Force for 14 years and then condemn and say that Wednesday was the worst day in American history. How do you wrap your mind around that? Well, here's the insidious problem. It's called the media. And the media. Because there are the media. And because we have uh, left-wing people involved in the media, what they're displaying, what they're talking about is all out of context and targeting, um, targeting people who are supporting Trump. And uh, they're the ones who are broadcasting. And the people who listen to the media and so upset with the media I can't tell you for how long and every time I talk about the media people say to me oh you're crazy you know um, they're just but they're not they're they and so so they're the ones who are influencing the general population 
But how is it and, possible? And that's not going to change because they're Democrats. And they had that so mindset. Then, well, so then do the, does the right, do the 75, 80 million people that voted for the president, are they, are they supposed to just sit back knowing there was a rigged election, there was fraud? No, I don't know. This is America. We don't sit back. We, we, but go. we don't destroy either. And I don't think they are. But you see, the we media never is claiming exactly. Yeah. The media is claiming that we are. And so, who, so people who listen to the radio, they, you know, the, the general media, they're all, they're, they're being, their thoughts are being twisted. Let me yeah, just they're put being it that deceived. Way. Yep, they're being deceived. deceived. Francine, we were there. We were sitting there in front, right there. Not one shot, not one fire. When people were trying to do damage, they were taken down by the Trump supporters. There was camaraderie. There was solidarity. There were people there wanted to hear their president speak, and he did. He spoke right there before our very eyes. And so, you know what this tells me, though, if the people that hate, if this how how horrible it is, they hate Trump so much that they don't love their country enough, and that's the bottom line. Well, yeah, that's the bottom line. All right. Thank you for sharing, because you are looking at somewhat of a communistic, socialistic, yes. global agenda yes. at work in the United yes. States. Yeah. yeah, that's it. That's not who we are. That's not America. But get ready for the ride. I'm sure it's going to be quite exciting here in the days ahead. And God forbid people just. On. Yeah, hold on. That's I'm the way to do on, it. But I'm going steadfast ahead and I, I stand on truth and uh, I will Speak my truth as much as I can to anyone and anyone who will listen. Amen. And never, ever, ever accept or drink the Kool-Aid of what the left has been pouring out and that media has. Just don't ever agree with it. You can never agree with what they're doing right now. It's somewhat normal. It's not. All right. God bless you. Thank you for calling in. I appreciate you. Okay. All right. Very good. I love you. All right. Francine, all the way from Nevada, Las Vegas, Nevada. Right now, we are waiting for my brother, Jason, to call in. Let me just take a quick look here, and then I want to get to our um, friends in uh, Facebook. Let me just go through some of your good mornings here. Let me read what's happening. Uh, David Ellison was on early this morning saying, uh, glad you're safe. Welcome home. Thank you, David. We appreciate that very much. And then uh, Chuck Easteridge gave us a good morning. Kevin Hauger gave a good morning. Laquita gave a good morning. Callie gave a good morning. Cindy gave a good morning. Sarah Anchorman, and good morning to all of you, by the way. Sarah says Antifa totally infiltrated. They had tweeted over a week ago they would be dressed in backwards caps and camo. You know what, Sarah? You're absolutely right. That intel came to us while we were there, and we saw a lot of it. Sarah also said, is it true that police officers moved barricades and ushered people in? Yes, we saw that. I've seen videos from people there that officers literally waved people in like they were at Disneyland. Very, very different story than what the media is saying. The media is lying to the people. That is the satanic mouthpiece of the Luciferian movement in our country right now and around the world. They are lying. Absolutely. Uh, Stephanie, good morning, says Piazzi. Good morning. And Diane Gravely, good morning, saints of God. Sebastian, it was a well-organized coup operation. I believe you're right. It was definitely a coup. But how do you allow that coup to happen with 100 people or less that were supposedly the agitators? The 99.99% of the other people didn't budge. They resisted the violence. 
Why isn't that being touted? Why isn't that being spoken of? The worst day in the history of the United States of America when nine months of the most vile, wicked, evil, demonic, criminal activity was going on, and the left leaders were saying, it's okay, let them, let them vent. Well, be careful. You may see the right vent one day. That would be a very bad day. All right, let me just go on just a little bit further here. Stephanie says, I saw a man's video on his phone, the state troopers escorting in the vans of Antifa and escorting them across the street. That is real. That really did happen. Crazy, isn't it? The River Christian Center, Pastor Jeff says, good morning, Pastor Vincent. Great to see you back. And he said, Pastor V, I'm hearing that this whole thing was a staged false flag, which gives the media and the Dems cover to blame President Trump. I believe you're probably right. I was there. I saw with my eyes what they're exaggerating and magnifying was small in comparison to nine months. Unbelievable, guttural hypocrisy. And for the people of this country to believe it is sadder than anything we've ever known. I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid, says Pastor Jeff. Amen. So Stephanie says, I'm thankful that you tell the truth, the real truth, because the media is covering up everything as always. Yeah, that's why we went there. And maybe we're going to make somewhat of a spiritual career out of showing up in places like this and becoming more spiritually active rather than sitting back and getting a larger platform to get the truth out there. I know a lot of people are doing it, but we need to join in with our brothers and sisters, don't we? Dean Smith says, that was a false flag. The deep state at BLM, Antifa, carry out and DJT flags. Mm -hmm. They were carrying our flags and Donald Trump, Trump flags. I believe that, Dean. You're right on. And he says, I don't believe Trump is going to give up. I hope you're right. That thing they may have planted in him during COVID-19, may the anointing crush it and come back to his senses. Or if he's just playing chess, so be it. Stephanie says, I believe Obama is still running things. He's never left Washington. Well, I think you're right about that. And Gayla Lawrence says, we must address this in the spirit. Otherwise, we just become emotional and choose sides. Absolutely right on, Gayla. We couldn't agree any more. Now, let me go quickly to Stephanie saying worse than Sodom. And uh, you're right. It is going to be worse than Sodom. I've got a couple more calls coming in. Let me look at some of the calls. Let me take this call coming in from area code 479321. You're going to have to turn your sound down, please. Thank you. Call coming in from area code background noise right now. Thank you. Hello. You got to turn that sound all the way down, Miriam. Okay. Okay. Got it. Um, my, it's more of a comment, but I, oh, I see what's going on. Got it. Um, um, we had our YouTube on too. That was, <laughs> sorry. Um, I, um, keep hearing how, you know, police let, you know, the, um, the Antifa, you know, right through the barriers, they were moving the barriers, all of that. And Antifa was dressed not only as patriots to deceive, but they were dressed as the police to to deceive. And I think this, you know, so-called news about the police removing the barriers just 
sending all them in was the Antifa undercover. Okay. Yeah, I believe I, – you know, what they're doing is isolating – these pictures, this is what the news media is showing. They're isolating these pictures. They show these crowds of a million people. They're isolating 20, 10, 15 people shaking the fences with the police, supposedly. Maybe 100 people that got out of hand, and only God knows how many of them are Antifa. But that's what they're telling you happened. I was there. That did not happen. That is not the truth. What they're showing is an absolute lie. So you're right on. Thanks for sharing that information. Miriam, anything else you'd like to share? Um, that's pretty much it. I just, it really bothers me, you know, that they keep saying that we're helping them in on it. No, they, it was people dressed like them. Yeah. Well, praise God, pass the ammunition, may the truth come out. You can't let this moment be buried. You can't let it happen. And we need to pray big time that that does not happen. Miriam, thanks for the call. I appreciate you. God bless you. Sure. All right, so we're going to move on here, waiting, and hopefully we'll be able to speak with Jason. We'll be calling in, giving us maybe a good 15 minutes of his time, 20, and we'll see what happens from there. If that doesn't happen today, then we'll make sure we get on the air with him at another time. So let's go further into our conversation, the battle of spiritual. Sarah Ankerman says, Gayla Lawrence, exactly. This requires intense discernment. I feel like the second I saw what was going on, I could see that things weren't what they appeared to be. Lots of deception, more than you could ever know, is going on. Keith Carey says, good morning. Good to have my plate cleared and rejoin up. Those frontline people at the Capitol were not of us, except that 14-year-old lady, Navy veteran, God is in control. He already knows. Yeah. And the slogan, you're right on, Keith, about that. Uh, there, were, there were Trump people there. I mean, that's undeniable. There's a million of supporters and patriots and all kinds of people that were there. The violence they're showing and purporting, honest to God, folks, they need to be arrested. The news media needs to be shut down and censored in this country right now for their lying. And the people on the left that are saying this was the worst time and the people that are bailing out on Donald J. Trump, like they bailed out on Jesus, the disciples, because they're, you know, this is a moment. It's an intense moment. Their careers of being a politician is on the line. They need to align themselves with what's going to be best for their own personal advantage. They don't understand option three. It's not a very healthy option. They may not have a career in politics if things get nasty. Let's go on here a little bit further. I feel so bad for Trump, said Sarah. And she said he's literally been fighting demons for four years, and the very man he thought was on his side, Pence, turned on him. He's got to be emotionally and physically exhausted. Even Peter and all the disciples forsook Jesus. It's a moment, isn't it? But three days later, hmm, the resurrection of the dead. Dean Smith says, never O'Biden. They had the never Trump sign now, never O'Biden, right? All right, so we have Barbara Dixon Pelosi called the Capitol a temple. Yeah, it is their demonic temple of Baal. No doubt about that. They've made it that. It's so sickening what goes on in the chambers. Hmm. Barbara Dixon again said that. And then Stephanie Piazza, yes, we need to keep Trump in our prayers. His ranting shows he is crying out. He is a broken man. God restore him. Minister your love and grace to his heart. Yeah, Jesus seemed to be broken too, but resolved. And let's hope the president will be resolved, okay? Gala says the country is in chaos because the church is out of position. We are the counterculture. We should not be as divided and chaotic as the world, but we are. This is all to get the church to wake up, self-assess, repent, prepare herself as the bride 
he's coming back for. Well said, prophetess Gayla Lawrence. Also, Sarah says, Gayla Lawrence, amen, girl. You nailed it. The church is so world-focused, first being kingdom-focused. We need to get out of our feelings and get to the spirit. I won't even tell you the sign I saw about feelings. It wouldn't be permitted. I would never print it here. Gayla says, yes, get out of our feelings. Amen. All right, so here we go. We've got one more comment here before we move on. Gayla says, saints, if we, oh, wait, hold on a second. Stop right there. I've got a 916 call coming in. Maybe this is our brother, Jason. Let's take a look. Good morning, 916. God bless you. Welcome to the broadcast. You're on the air. Hey, good morning, Pastor Vincent. Okay, this is Brother Mark. Good morning, Brother Mark. How are you, sir? I Another am well. It's good to hear your voice. Hey. God bless you. Uh, well, it, it was good to see you last night. Live and healthy and safe return. Praise the Lord. Amen. Thank you. So What's I just going have on one today? quick comment. Um, just one quick comment, and it's about my own personal spiritual walk, and I'm, I'm just thinking that other people may share uh, in, in what I have to say, and that is that, it, you know, our, the press, the news media, the popular media, namely uh, television, motion pictures, radio, and certainly the wire services, the news, has been demonically infiltrated and demonically driven ever since the 1950s when immorality started to leach itself and pervade into the press and the news media and popular media. Also uh, movies, if I didn't say motion pictures earlier. You know, human beings, we sit in our living rooms, uh, we walk around, we don't have any sources of information regarding the truth other than the Bible and the Holy Spirit. Unfortunately, the vast majority of the uh, United States population turns to media, input devices, television, radio, motion pictures, magazines, for their, as to be their source of information. And I've said this before, what I'm realizing is that I cannot trust media at all. <clears throat> they are completely untrustworthy. So what I, as a believer, as a Christian, as a child of the, of the King, the Most High, <clears throat> what I need to do is sharpen my relationship with the Holy Spirit. I can more easily and more regularly download information given to me by the Holy Spirit and from the Holy Spirit because there is no other source of information that can be trusted, period. You know, um, that's what I need to do as a Christian. I, I just need to... Um, I really need to tune into the Holy Spirit like a radio tuning into a radio station. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. It's a great story, and it's well articulated, Brother Mark. I appreciate that voice, a sharpening of our relationship with the Holy Spirit, hearing his voice, knowing the Word of God, not walking in the flesh, not walking in our emotions, or in a carnal mindset. This is the rigid reality for all believers. And I'm seeing my sister here, Gayla, kind of complimenting what you just said. 
Saints, if we walk in the Spirit, we will be able to navigate the times we are living in. If you have the Holy Spirit operating in you, you must truly lean in to know what the Spirit is saying for you to do. There is a strong deception in this hour. People may not agree with your choices, so get over looking for approval. Do what God said for you to do. Pray over your dreams and prophetic words, ensure they are from God, and move forward. So that's really what you're saying, Mark, the same kind of reality. Sharpen your relationship with the Holy Spirit. That is exactly correct. That's exactly what I'm saying. All right, brother. Well said. May the Lord Lord grant us the wisdom and the ability to connect with him more regularly and more reliably so that we can get the correct and truthful download. Amen. Amen. Amen to that. Spend our time wisely, redeeming the time for the days of evil. God bless you, Mark. Thanks for calling in. We appreciate it very much. Okay, waiting for your call, 818-369-0326. Press 1 on the dial pad. We'll bring you right into the broadcast. Michelle Hankel says, good morning. Uh, Michelle says this. She says, my neighbor shuns me for having a Trump flag and a cross in the front yard. I'm saddened with the lack of Christ in the hearts of my fellow man. Yeah, understand that, Michelle, very clearly. That is a very sad reality. Sarah says, check out Simpsons Season 7, Episode 18. They literally predicted this up to that guy who had the headdress on. It was all planned. They've done a lot of that on Simpsons, didn't they? All right, so we are coming to the end of our broadcast. We've got about 10 minutes left. Uh, We're waiting for your call. If you'd like to call in, 818-369-0326. Press one on the dial pad. And then on the chat room, we want to welcome everybody that's been tuned in with us this morning. Um, So now moving forward, moving forward, what do we do about this conversation? Because you're going to hear a lot of this in the days ahead, right? And so uh, your life has been purchased by the all-powerful blood of Jesus Christ. You are not your own. You belong to God. What does he want you to do? What has God been revealing to you? What has God been saying to you? One of the great stories in the Bible I have before me, I'd like to bring this out. It was the story, and maybe I won't have time to read it, but you will. Read 2 Chronicles chapter 20 about an overwhelming military power of five nations that gathered together against a small remnant known as Judah. And Judah's king was Jehoshaphat. And the army, this massive army was coming against them. And when the report came, the king hit his knees. And he began to cry out to God in reiteration of the Abrahamic covenant. And he began to go over and over what was said to Abraham about the covenant God would make with his people. While he was praying to God with all the people that were sure their day of disaster was coming, a prophet by the name of Jehaziel spoke out. You'll read this all in the story. And he said, King, get off your knees. This battle belongs to the Lord. Here's what I want you to do. Now, here's the prophetic word for you today, okay? Here is the prophetic word for your spirit today. Do it and live, saith the Lord. What Jehaziel said to do, the prophet Jehaziel, get everything ready, gather together, stay in unity, keep gathering, remnant of God. Go out to the battle, but you're not going to have to fight. Instead, here's what I want you to do. Here's the strategic directive for you, as it was for them. Be glad and rejoice. Worship and sing praises to God. And I'll just read that part to you in the story. 
It says, And Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground, and all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell before the Lord. They were worshiping the Lord. And the Levites, this is after he heard the word of the Lord, and the Levites of the children of the Kohathites and of the children of the Korites stood up to praise the Lord and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. As they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established. Believe his prophets, so shall ye prosper. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord, and that should praise the beauty of holiness, as they went out before the army and to say, Praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. And they began. And when they began, listen to me, when they began to sing and to praise the Lord, the Lord set ambushments against the children of Ammon, Moab, Mount Siar, which were come out against Judah, and they were smitten. What is the prophetic word for you today? I don't care how bad the report sounds. Do not mourn, weep, get angry, sing praises to God. Worship the Lord. Sing praises to his holy name. Sing of his holiness. In other words, there's a national crisis horizontally, but there is a glorious reality vertically. And when you begin to sing praises in the midst of your personal storm, or the remnant in this country begin to praise God right now, joyful, 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 as you begin to worship the Lord, he will set ambushments for your enemy. What a horrible time to be living without hope, without faith, and without love for God Almighty. To not know Yeshua, the Jewish king, to not know that he is the prophesied Messiah, to have no faith, no hope, no love for God is the most empty feeling you will ever know in your life. Why not receive Jesus Christ, the Jewish Messiah, into your heart, the prophesied one for 4,000 years? He's come to save you, to love you, to honor you, to bring you safely into eternal life. Why not go into this moment fully secured with the salvation that God so lavishingly and lovingly desires to bestow upon you? Simply to say that I have loved you so much, I gave my son to the cross for you. I didn't ask you to do anything but believe. And this is the word of the Lord. Believe his prophets and you shall prosper. Come on, folks. Don't go into this moment with patriotism, emotion, feelings. Go into this moment with Jesus, with the angels, with the scriptures, with the Holy Spirit. You get all that when you have faith in Christ. Faith, hope, and love. You need to carry these ingredients into this moment so that you may prevail and win and overcome. Who knows if this great war that is coming is the preview or the pre-moment uh, of the greatest tribulation to ever hit the face of the earth, and whoever endures to the end shall be saved. You need to get rooted and grounded. We all do in our relationship with God. Be led by the Spirit of God. Walk in the fruit of the Holy Spirit. That takes you to a higher place than the law of Moses ever could. And Moses did his job within his dispensation, within his house, but we belong to another house, and that house is Christ. 
and walking in the Spirit will elevate you beyond anything the law could have done because it's talking about a renewal of your covenant with, oh my goodness, it's all so rich and beautiful. I've got a call coming in from area code 409. Good morning. God bless you. Welcome to the broadcast. You're on the air. Uh, hi, um, Brother Vincent. Um, my name's Cindy. Um, I post a Saving Grace uh, Bible study in the chat. Good morning. Uh, good morning. Um, I felt compelled to call in this morning because um, I was watching a video late last night. Um, it was about an hour long. It's, I don't think the man is with Q, but he is, I, I'm not exactly sure who he's with, but he had the privilege of being on a Zoom call with some of the top generals in the U.S. and some people who I guess are, quote, in the know um, in, with what's kind of going on in the background behind the scenes. Um, he was saying a lot of things, and when I was watching the video, I felt like the Holy Spirit was confirming it, and he prayed with us at the end of the video, and I just wept because I just felt so strong about it. And so, I'm sorry, I'm kind of getting emotional right now, but um, I just want to share with y'all some of the things that he said because it was very shocking to me. Um, he said that the man who was wearing the headdress, the horns, that he is actually a, and this is kind of some conspiracy theory stuff, you know, but uh, I'm going to just go ahead and, you know, say what the man said. You know, um, Nancy Pelosi's son-in-law, right? Um, no, see, that's what he was saying, that it's not, that it's, um, he's actually in the military. He's a Marine and that he has infiltrated Antifa and that oh, he has, um, like, like he, he goes around shirtless, but he's been to many Black Lives Matter and Antifa events. He's actually infiltrated them and he went with Antifa to this and that, that Trump knew that when he called the Patriots to the Capitol, Trump knew that Antifa would do something like this. And so he's actually had people infiltrating Antifa to gather intel about what is happening. And that when, and, and that he knew that they would call it like an insurrection so that he could do that, what's called the Insurrection Act. And that when the National Guard came in, that um, he had the, you know, all, all like the Congress and everything, they were run out. And so they left their personal effects. And then when the National Guard come in, he actually had them take intel from their personal stuff. So that way um, he could basically, basically he, he's saying every, like Trump's not done. He's not stupid. When he was up there making this speech about everything, he's, you know, standing there looking defeated to make them think they've won. But in the, in like on the backside, his right hand is over here doing these things, pulling the strings because he knows what's going on and he knows what he's up against. And he is all these people. He said, you know, the, the arrests are going to be made and people are going to be tried for treason. And, and I, you know, I don't know how much of it is wishful thinking and how much of it is, is true, but, you know, I, I really felt very strongly that what the man was saying was, was true. And I just, I felt compelled to call in today. Well, I, I am so glad you did, and I stand in agreement with you, and I hope so. I hope this is true. And, you know, we have first and second options. I mean, there's a lot that could be done, and we never want to get to the third option. So let's pray that what you're saying, what you're sharing, what they're saying is true. We'll stand in agreement. I love what all we, uh, what is it, 
And we know the, uh, that, that program as well. I don't know who the man's name is, but and we know all things work together for good is true. He brought some amazing information. There are some great, informative, uh, realistic sites out there and a lot of people proclaiming the truth. We thank God for them. Let's hope that this is true and that the president mm-hmm. will do what he has to do. And, and Cindy, thanks for sharing. Boy, do we appreciate that. God bless you. Yeah, I, if I can find the video, I'll link it. I'll link it in the chat so everybody can watch it. I would it is appreciate about an hour long. It's, it's a long video. That's okay. I think people are ready to to listen and watch anything that's got truth in it. And uh, Cindy, yeah. it sounds like you're from the South somewhere. Where are you from? Oh, yeah, I'm from Texas. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I got the y'all. All right, Cindy, thank you. God bless you. We'll talk to thank you, you soon. Thank you, God bless everyone. Thank you. That was a great call uh, from Cindy. All right, so on Blog Talk Radio, we are we have run out of time. And we're going to have to say goodbye. And it looks like we are pretty well wrapped up uh, on the Facebook and YouTube. It's been an amazing time. I want to thank you all for supporting this ministry. Thank you for blessing this ministry. Thank you for considering, if you know how to bring this to the next level, we want to employ somebody to help us do that uh, the best we can. And if you're interested in helping us to get out there, make sure you contact me and we could go to work doing that. Um, All right. So I think we're done. I think we're done. We're going to say goodbye for now. God bless everybody. Hey, we'll see you Tuesday. Have a super blessed weekend. Is this a call coming in from 479321? I think it was already on there, so I'm not going to take that. What a time to be alive. What an absolutely amazing time to be alive. Be glad. Rejoice. Carry these three remain. Faith, hope, and love. Walk in the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Allow the the transformative power of the Holy Spirit to renew you because you know you're being renewed day by day in your innermost being. Allow the grace of God to compel you. Speak what you believe. Don't come under the Kool-Aid. There's no hope. Don't do it. And understand that there's a lot in play. We know a little bit. We look through a glass darkly at times. And whatever God reveals to us, that's what we're going to stand on. And so be filled, regardless, no matter what happens on this earth. Remember, your king is in heaven at the right hand of God, making intercession for you. He's causing all of his enemies to be made a footstool underneath his feet. He's going to empower his end time ecclesia to be strong and very courageous. And we speak the truth in love. We have righteous anger. We tell the truth, but remember, at the end of the day, your name is written in the Lamb's book of life, and therein do we rejoice. Stay the course. The prevailing winds of the powers of darkness are going to do everything they can to sweep us off the foundation of our love for Jesus Christ. His love will never change. Our love. And that's what the devil's coming after. The love of many, waxing cold. But understand, it's not emotional, sloppy agape. Our love for God and for one another is what he's coming after. We are called to hate what is evil, to abhor it. You have a right to hate in the New Testament. Hate what is evil. The devil wants us to lose our love for God. Now, how could we do that if he saved us the way he did? 
Your personal testimony needs to be sanctified and it needs to be spoken. You need to share what Jesus did for you to build yourself up in your most holy faith. Tell everybody what Jesus Christ has done for you. Remember where you were before you were saved, the condition of your life. Do not let your love for God or for God's people or for the people in this earth grow cold. Hate what is evil. Love the sinner. Hate the sin. Love the sinner. You and I were once one and B. Have a convincing argument and don't do anything you shouldn't do. Be led by the Holy Spirit and do what the Holy Spirit tells you to do. What a great time. My wife, Patricia Joy Xavier, who's going to be up next on Omega Radio 24 hours a day, seven days a week, has been saying for over years now, the best time that the church has ever known is right now. This is not a time to bite your fingernails, get afraid. (gasps) What are we going to do, guys? Oh, no. Regardless of what happens with all the different options, remember the reality that is already settled. Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, who loves us, died for us, demonstrated his power and glory. This is going to be an amazing season. And so we need the intel. Don't get clogged up with the Kool-Aid of the news media. You got, I got to listen to them because I got to see where they're at. But I was in Washington, D.C. with my friends. Nothing that the news media has said, and all those Republicans abandoning ship, nothing they have said or what they're doing. They're no different than Peter and the disciples in the Garden of Gethsemane when they all ran away and they forsook Jesus because they're afraid. And all they want is a career politician office. That's all. They're lying through their teeth. Listen to the people that are speaking by the Spirit. You should know the Holy Spirit by now. I know when I was in D.C. and I heard the voice of Ante and Frank and Sean and David and Jason. I knew that voice. That was God's spirit. Hopefully next week we'll have someone with us. Unless we have a uh, a surprise gathering, we'll let you know about it. I hope we did a decent job to give you some intelligent information. You can go to our web, uh, the Facebook. We have the videos there if you haven't looked at them yet. Omega Radio Network, Omega Radio. Just go there. I put all the videos up of the reality And again, you'll even see in our video the guy breaking the glass and Trump supporters pulling him down, saying this is Antifa. It was right there. Be encouraged. Praise the Lord. Sing. Let God set ambushments for all your enemies. He'll do it for this country as well, for those who have confessed, repented, humbled themselves, and are getting together for a rallying cry. Big days ahead. Talk to you soon. Right now, Omega Radio, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. There's a Roundtable discussion with Patricia Joy Xavier. It's how to prosper. You may have heard it before. In the midst of famine. I'm Pastor Vince. Shalom and God bless. Thanks for tuning in today. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.